Welcome everyone to a brand new episode. I am Courtney. I'm Emily. And this is the Mostly Awkward Podcast. And this week we're talking about uh, changes. Changes. (laughs) And the fundamental question, should you change or should you not change when it comes to an aspect of your personality that maybe you don't like or maybe other people don't like? Let's dive in and see where this goes. No shame. Are you like to your parents, like, be quiet, I'm recording? Well, like, I let them know. Usually, like, my dad currently, uh, he came home for like a hot minute in that other recording. You might pick him up. He was very loud. I tried <laughs> mute, like, I muted for a really long time because he was like, he's so loud when he talks. Um, uh, but he's with my grandma today at my sister's. So it's just my mom here, and she was going to try and go out for a little bit. So, I mean, normally I let them know that I'm podcasting and they try to keep it down, but yeah. Yeah. I always tell Erwin to be quiet, and I think he thinks he's quiet, but he is not quiet at all. <laughs> at all. No concept. Yeah. <laughs> no concept of the sounds he's making. Yeah. He would always make, like, I would be on work meetings, and I would tell him to be quiet, and he would not be. One time, oh my god, this was so embarrassing. He, like, farted super loud, and it, like, lit my name up as speaking, and it was just <laughs> like this, like... And I was like, so Irwin. you know, like you everyone, know if anybody, if anybody had that on speaker view, you popped up. Yeah, like everyone like, just thought I started. Everyone thought it was me. Like it was, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. <sighs> and like not just farted, but farted so aggressively loud that your <laughs> computer was like, "Oh, she's talking." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And I was oh. so mad. I'm like, Erwin, like, you are not allowed to do that. And he just, like, does not care. He's like, what? I'm just fine. <sighs> but then also, like, one time I was on a work meeting and it was really boring and long and stupid. And I was playing video games. Oh, I remember this. You were playing <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah, I was. And then there was, like, this noise. Like, I, like people heard the Animal Crossing game for a second. And they were like, what was that? And I was like, oh, my boyfriend's just playing video games. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's always pretty loud. I'm like, yeah. Tim. Yeah, I know. I know. He's <laughs> fine. He, fa- he farted that time, too. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Am I allowed to be kooky now? Am I allowed to talk about yeah. weird things? We can chit-chat. This is the chit-chat podcast. Good. This is what people come here for. <laughs> Emily tries to, like, hold me back in our other podcast i have to police her on spook pod because spook pod is about the crime the true crime and this one (laughs) is about just us being idiots so which is my favorite thing to be yeah but we do have a topic today yeah thank goodness for courtney because i was i had no topic for today i was like i don't even know i'm just (laughs) i'm just gonna get on there and i'm just gonna be awkwardly silent for an entire (laughs) 45 minutes of silence yeah, imagine if we had one big episode that was like an awkward, silent moment. And we and you can do that thing like those stupid TikTok and Facebook reels do. It's like, wait for the end. 
And so then you have to sit there for 45 minutes of silence. And at the very end, I'll say something stupid like, thanks for watching. And then <laughs> not even worth it. Yeah. And April Fool's Day. feels awkward the whole time. The April Fool's Day podcast of just silence. <laughs> that would be funny. But our topic for today, well, I don't really know how we want to word this. So it's essentially like, should we change? Which is a very, like, that's a very vague question, but it's a very fundamental question in, in the idea like of, like, if you don't like something about yourself or not even if you don't like something about yourself, but maybe if society doesn't like something about you or you're not praised for a certain behavior or if some trait or quality about you is generally looked down on or frowned upon, like, should you change? Should you try to improve yourself and work on it? Or should you say, fuck it, I am who I am and accept yourself the way you are? And I think that we're speaking about that today in terms of like shyness or introvert behavior. Would you agree with that, Emily? Or like, yeah. And I also like, I think that again, it's a yes and no question because it's very much like there are certain things that I believe are truly unique facets of people that maybe not everyone understands. And the entire society doesn't have to agree that it's the right thing. But if like, it makes that person so happy to do that thing. And, and, and like maybe 10 years down the line, it ends up being some really cool thing that everyone's like, oh my gosh, I wish we'd like known more about this at the time. Then why are we telling you to change something about yourself? But if it's literally something that like doesn't bring you joy and is maybe just like, cause I have a lot of these like little OCD ticks that I know don't fix any problems and they don't help to serve anyone and they don't technically make me feel better. So maybe those are things that, like, I could put focus into to try to literally, like, stop doing or alter them so that it's not, you know, crippling behavior or destructive behavior. It's just maybe something that's like a little quirk that is not noticeable to other people now instead of being something that people are like, oh, my God, you organize your books alphabetically. What's wrong with you? I don't actually do that <laughs> for the record, but that's just kind of I organize mine that. by size. I organize mine by season and feeling. And <laughs> <laughs> or color. Sense. I also organize them by color, kind of. I've seen those before, the like rainbow bookcases that are really cool, but it makes me upset because how do I know what's autumn reading and what's summer reading? <laughs> and I'm sorry that that's the way my brain has to organize things, but it is. <laughs> and All I'm right. not changing that. <laughs> Good job, Emily. That's good a good example of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to take this kind of right back to the beginning. So, well, speaking of this specifically in terms of like shyness or awkward behavior, that is, or or introvert behavior, I guess, like that is something that is generally not praised in society, right? Like we. We've discussed that before, I think, like being popular at school and having a lot of friends is praised and being out there and able to, you know, like talk to people and do things and phone the doctor for yourself instead of your mom doing it for you. Like that's her job. <laughs> 
that tends to be praised as opposed to like the quiet behavior. So taking this back to the very beginning, because I have always like I kind of grew up with just like the knowledge, like the knowing, just kind of like a knowing that I need to change. I need to be different. I need to be better. I need to work on myself. And I don't really know why I had that um, kind of so deeply ingrained into me. And I was kind of thinking about it. I feel like I've said this before. I don't know. Have I said this before? Uh, I feel like we've touched on it. I don't know if we've gone into like depth with it Super detail. Yeah. Yeah, So, because I come from like a generally pretty loud family. Like my dad is a super social guy. He is on all sorts of like teams and stuff like that. He's always out being with people. My mom is also kind of like that in the sense that um, like a lot of people like my mom. A lot of people want to be friends with my mom. A lot of people kind of surround themselves around my mom. She's kind of just like one of those people that people flock toward, you know? And my mom is also super outgoing and loud and fun. And I was never like that growing up. I've always been quiet. I've always been shy. I've always been known as like the quiet one. And I always felt like I needed to change that. But I that didn't come from my parents, like that that feeling that I needed to change. And I don't really know where it came from because my parents always liked how I was. They, because I was like really nerdy and I did really well in school and my parents never had to tell me, you know, to do my homework or anything because I was always doing it. I was always reading books. I was always studying. I was always learning about things. And yeah, so my parents never really told me to change or to be different. Um, So I don't really know where that feeling that I had to kind of came from. If I was going to guess, I think it would probably be from school, from from seeing other people act not how I acted. And then, and it was like kids my age, you know, and then being like, oh, I'm not like that. So there must be something wrong with me. I don't know. What about you, Emily? Did you kind of have a feeling growing up that you needed to change or no? <laughs> Again, this is going to make me sound bad, but it's honestly because I was oblivious. And I feel like that's um, part of the way you and I really differ is that you're hyper aware of people around you and their perception of you and that kind of stuff. And I'm not. I'm I'm very much in my own head. And my mom used to describe like we had like a preschool that we would go to and there were kids that I was friends with. But they were more invested in me than I was in them. And 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 I don't know if that's just how it came off to like an outside observer. Because I remember these kids as being my friends. And I remember enjoying time with them. But the way my mom describes it is basically like I would just be sitting there coloring and not caring about what they were doing. <laughs> and they would be like fighting over who got to sit next to me. And I just could have cared less. Like did not... <laughs> And I think that in my head, it was just kind of like I was busy coloring and I knew there was something going on beside me. But I was like, oh, they're just like play fighting or like wrestling or like having their own thing. Like I never thought that it was focused on me. And I think that that's a lot of my like issue growing. And it's not really an issue, but it's like a lot of like 
my unawareness stems from that because I never think people are thinking about me. Like I, I don't believe that anyone in the world <laughs> is like concerned with what I'm doing. I am doing my own thing and they should too be doing their own thing and they should not be caring about the thing that I am doing. But that is not true for most people. And I, and I think that that was really hard for me to grasp as a kid. And so I, I kind of came off as like aloof and like didn't care I cared about my friends. I cared that I had friends. I liked my friends. But I think that my perception of the world was very different from, like, everyone else. Where you were coming from a point where you were, like, I was looking around me and seeing that everyone else was different. I was the kid that was, like, hyper-focused on me <laughs> and my stuff and didn't look outside of me. Like, I didn't care what those kids were doing. They could have been playing Ring Around the Rosie, super fun game, but I would not have joined in because I was busy trying to get this turtle the exact right shade of green, and I can't do that <laughs> if I'm over there running around. <laughs> so, like, that was kind of my thing growing up, was that I was very, like, inner-focused. And, like, to the point where, like, even teachers would send home, like, report cards and be like, Emily is very much in her own world. She's a good student, but she's very absorbed in what's going on inside of her brain, and it's hard to get her to come out and engage with the rest <laughs> of the class. And I, like, again, I just liked being in my own head and, like, being with myself more than I even liked my friends. Like, I liked my friends, but they were, I was with me 100% of the time, and I was only with them, like, for part of the day. So... They would get my attention sometimes, but for the most part, I was entertaining myself. So <laughs> that's the harder task. Thank you very much. Well, I feel that too. Like, I am not a person who's really ever bored with myself. Like, I, that it was kind of like, you know, when I would do my homework and spend my nights studying and stuff, like, I was fully absorbed in what I was doing and I was really enjoying it. And I didn't need any kind of outside person or outside stimulus other than that. Um, but yeah, I think I, I did just recognize that that was different. I remember going to school and everyone was al always talking about, I don't like whatever stupid show was popular at that time. Like, oh my I God. South Park. The amount of kids that watch <laughs> South Park at my, and I'm talking like elementary school and South Park is so inappropriate. And I remember like, I was not allowed to watch it and they would talk about South Park so much. And I was like. I have no idea what you're talking about. It doesn't matter anyways because I'm coloring a turtle, but I have no idea <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember, I think it was like The Hills. Was it? Was there another one that was? Yeah. that came before The Hills? Laguna Beach? Uh, was that a thing? Yeah, Laguna Beach was a thing. 90210 was a thing. Um, yeah, kind of all of those, I don't know, shows like that. I just have never really been into them. And it was the, the ones that were like really pop, like One Tree Hill... Um, I, I, I lived and breathed One Tree Hill. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was just never into what was cool. That was the problem with like I, people were always talking about the hills and stuff, and I had never watched those. And I also was like, I don't want to watch those. I don't find them interesting at all. Like because those were like the that was the beginnings of like reality TV, but it was mm -hmm. like reality scripted TV, and so you were like. There's just a bunch of rich people being dumb. And why do I want to watch that? I get it every day in my town. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I that was just kind of one of the moments that made me recognize that uh, I was different because I was not interested in what everyone else was interested in, you know? Um, oh, did Erwin just flush the toilet? 
Oh, my dad did earlier in the one podcast in our spook pod <laughs> podcast and i was just like i'm gonna let that slide hopefully <laughs> it didn't make it in listen if you guys hear toilets flush in our podcast just throw us a bone and ignore it okay <laughs> we yeah, live we're trying with our best here we're trying our best <laughs> you should see my setup right now i have blankets covering my room actually pixel looks really cute right now i have to take a picture of him again i can just see, see his little feetsies that's it i'm gonna take a picture of him and send it to you because he looks so cute he like put himself to sleep on one of these blankets that i have hanging to try and uh fix this. dampen the sound yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do about the sound like my house is the most echoey thing in the world okay anyways um yeah so just recognizing that i was different made me realize that like why am I different why am I not interested in the things that basically everybody else in my class is interested in and therefore I should change I should be somebody I'm not essentially because that's what people want or that's what the world wants people to be like see I went like halfway with that because I would recognize that like I I wasn't talking about the same things they were talking about or interested in that but then when I would talk to like me (laughs) and be like should we change should we watch that show should we care about that stuff my immediate knee-jerk response was no that's boring as hell (laughs) like why would I want to go torture myself and watch this show and then come back and talk about the show that I hated at school with these girls that genuinely do I even really like them I don't know it's just Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're the group that I'm around um, if it was something that like a- an actual like real true friend of mine was showing an interest in and they were like, hey, you should listen to this music or you should watch this show or like whatever so we can talk about it. I'll take it under consideration. I will try an episode. I will try a song like whatever. If I still don't like it, then I'll go back and be like, oh, my God, that was trash. Why would you recommend it? <laughs> but for for someone that I actually was friends with and cared about, yes, I would go that extra mile. But if it was just, like, for, like, the group of popular girls to, like, try and talk to them, I didn't see the point in it. Because I was like, I don't want – I don't want to be friends <laughs> with them. So – Right. And that's the thing. Because – It's funny, even though I had this feeling always, like, I should change, I should do this, I should be this way, I actually never did. Like, I never even tried to watch those shows that I didn't want to watch, that everyone was watching. I never did that. I never... I I don't know, like, I just never cared about, you know, like, getting all the cool clothes or doing my makeup in a certain way or my hair in a certain way, like what everyone else was kind of doing, I guess, that I didn't want to do, but I felt like I should do. I actually never did any of that. I just had this inherent feeling that I should do it. And then it's interesting because I'm kind of trying to pinpoint the time in my life when that started to change. Um, I think as you grow older, you kind of get more confidence and more understanding about yourself. Like you get to know yourself, right? You get to know what you like, what you don't like. And when you're young, I think you kind of don't super know that. And you're thinking to yourself like, oh, maybe I don't like what's right. Maybe I shouldn't like this. But as you get older, you're just like, fuck it. Like, this is what I like. And this is what I don't like. Um, So yeah, I'm trying to pinpoint that time in my life when things started changing 
See, I think for me it was probably like grade 10-ish, and I have a theory behind that because, like, in my town there were two high schools, but there was only really, like, one. I mean, there were, okay, so there was public school system and Catholic school system, and so the Catholic school, there was one elementary school, and it was gigantic. There was, like, 600 kids in that school. Like, we had so many portables and, like, whatever. We had... um a multitude of public schools. And I think that this was part of what kind of made my town a little weird is that we had like North public, we had South public, we had West Lynn, we had Lindale. And like, I think there were more and we ended up closing a whole bunch of them, but it was after my class had graduated. So the public school system, if you were in it, was very fractured in the beginning. Like you weren't necessarily in a school with kids that you would remain in a school with up until like whatever. And for the Catholic school system, we had a choice when you get to grade eight, you can go Catholic high school or you can go public high school because we had both in my town. Um, so for the public school kids who are all filtering into potentially the public school system, because you there was like there was like you had to have certain things to be in the Catholic school board, but you could be in the public school board no matter what. Um, so I feel like for kids in the public schools that were all filtering into the public high school you're coming from like five different schools, sometimes six if you're getting the Catholic school kids in. And there's just like a whole bunch of kids you don't know. But for those of us in the Catholic school system, you filtered through with those kids the entire time. And then you move to high school. And if they came with you from your like elementary school to your high school, I've known those kids my whole life. So I had that group of friends that I had like grown up with and I'm still friends with to this day. But then you come into high school and you're getting kids that potentially came from other towns because our Catholic high school was the only one around for like a long area. So you were getting like Port Dover kids and Waterford kids and like whatever. So they would all come into these like high schools. And I was meeting new kids for the first time in like forever that I had never like had the opportunity to be around before. And so by grade 10, I was forming friendships with some of those kids and realizing that, like, that was kind of my group that I was going to be hanging out with. And it didn't necessarily include all of the kids that I had beforehand were, like, my best friends. Um, so that was, like, a weird transition period for me between one group of friends to another. But it got even stranger when, like, we finished high school and I came to university and was like, I don't talk to any of you anymore. <laughs> and I have all these other people in my life now. So like, I think that there were two big transition points for me between like stable friend groups that I'd had for a really long time. Um, and so in grade 10, I really was kind of like, well, I like this and I like that. And I, I think that was like the first time I straightened my hair and I, loved it and it was like my aesthetic <laughs> for the rest of high school was like straightened hair that was all I had and now I don't care like I wake up Courtney can see it I wake up <laughs> and it's just this like wild mass of and sometimes I'll still straighten it if I want to like have that sleek look but I I'm not kidding you every day in high school my hair was like flat as shit and that was the <laughs> look and, and that was all that mattered and so I think that like yeah it really was influenced by like who I was hanging out within our shared interests at the time. Um, and I did have a couple of splits in my life where I did really change as a person, but it was self-motivated. Like it was because I had started to see things around me that these kids were interested in that I was also interested in. Like the TV shows they watched, the hairstyles they had, the clothes that they were wearing. I was like, yes, I agree with this. And I don't necessarily like feel that from my friends that I've grown up with this whole time that I'm not by any means abandoning. But maybe we don't have as much in common and it was just our school setting that put us together. 
And so, yeah. So, like, I feel like that, for me, was where I started to notice, like, big changes in my life. Yeah. I think similarly, well, like, when I went to university, I think was probably a big turning point for me in my life because... I think we've said this before in university, nobody like, nobody gives a fuck what you look nobody like. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> and it's really a freeing time because it's the first time in your life where you have kind of left the environment that you grew up in, essentially, or that that's how it was for me. Anyways, I, I completely left. I went to a different city. I didn't know a single soul in that city. So you're essentially allowed to be whoever you want to be. If you want to remake yourself, hey, then that is the time to do it, right? Because no one knows you. You could have been lying to me all these years and I would never know. (laughs) You could have been like some serial killing, squirrel murdering kid and I would not have known because you've just lied to me for years. Don't worry, I was not. (laughs) Well, I think that that time in my life gave me kind of the freedom to realize that I don't have to be how other people are, essentially. And I think it also had to do with the fact that I met you and Brie, um, because, I mean, we were just so close. Like, we were great friends, and it felt like we were, like, really true great friends, you know, that it, that it was like I had a friendship that would like me no matter what is how it felt. Um, So I could just be who I was. And I mean, like the fact that you and I are not that different, but Brie was wildly extroverted compared to us. (laughs) Not to say that Brie is entirely an extrovert because I think she has her introvert moments, but she was wildly extroverted compared to us. And like the fact that like we were still such good friends was like, okay, it doesn't matter how you are then. It doesn't matter like, how you have your fun or, like, what things interest you, like, whatever. If we have, like, this commonality of friendship between us, it doesn't matter. So I feel like that was a pretty big eye-opener, too, that, like, we could have such huge shifts in our personalities and still be as close as we were. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what awkward people need, right? They need an extrovert to adopt them. Bree just got two for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> She's had to deal with us ever since. So if we're going to answer this really potent question of like, should you change? I think at the end of the day, it comes, well, it comes down to a little bit of both, right? But it needs to more so come down to what you want. Like humans are social creatures. It's really impossible to avoid people forever. So we need to at least somewhat be able to function in society I was actually thinking something and I forgot it because I was listening to you. So I have to reformulate my thought on it. No, no, no. It's you're allowed to have thoughts. I just got distracted. (laughs) I got distracted by your thoughts. I got distracted by my thoughts too. Because mine was somewhere along the lines of like, I fully believe you should be open to change. Oh, I know where I was going with it. Okay, I fully believe that you should be open to change. Like I said, like if my friends came to me and were like, I think I have something that you would really like. Can you look at it? Like, yes, of course. And the same thing about like, if I know something's not working socially for me, like if I keep encountering the same awkward situation over and over and over again, and I'm the common denominator, 
then I can be like, okay, something's not working with my approach to that. And maybe I need to reassess how I'm acting and how I'm responding. And maybe that will help. And so I think that like, it's very important to be open. But I also think it is very important to assert your own boundaries and know what your qualities are that you value. Because, like, don't change things about yourself that you actually like or actually don't have a problem with if it's just because of societal pressure and not because you actually want to change. Right. That's kind of the key, right? Like, how fucking boring would it be if we all just changed to be a certain way because that's how that just feels like it takes me back to like I don't know like the 1900s or like the very early turn of the century where everyone was like oh we need to be stand right upright citizens and we need to do this and this is how the world works like that's boring uh Courtney's hot take of the week is history is boring <laughs> No, I, I don't think. No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't think history is boring. I think the people that were confined to be certain ways were boring. Maybe, maybe I don't know. You heard it here first. <laughs> history is boring. from the history minor. History is boring. <laughs> we should ignore every bout of history in the world because it is boring. Just kidding, that's not what was being said. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get our thoughts out. It's hard. <laughs> but, okay, so humans humans are incredibly adaptable. We're very changeable. We're very fluid. And I think that change is inevitable. And I think that change is a good thing because we want to grow, right? We don't, like, could you imagine if I still had the same mindset as I did about things when I was in high school? Like, we're going to grow, we're going to change, we're going to evolve, and that's a good thing. But what is not a good thing is, like you said, if you do it for somebody else, if you do it for society, if you change things about yourself that you actually like, those aren't good things. I just feel like you can get into some dangerous territory with self-esteem issues. If you start picking apart things from yourself that you like and changing them to like meet society's demands because society isn't always right. And I think that we need to like be very careful with like, we need to take an Emily in preschool approach to society and very much not care about most of what society puts on us. And I'm not talking about laws. I'm talking about societal pressures. Like I fully believe that there are like generally accepted moral laws in society of behavior that, most humans find acceptable don't walk around naked don't kill other people <laughs> like there's just things that we do that make everyone more comfortable around us and i feel like if it is for the comfort of all i'm okay with it for for a, a bit unless it really starts to grind on my like moral compass i think you get into like some scary regions if you're like pick apart your personality to make it fit into like this sense of conformity which we've already talked about so, yeah, just, like, you know, leave the best parts of yourself. But if there is something about you that, like, you sincerely think you could better and you want to better, then be open to the change. Yeah, if it makes you happy, do it. If it doesn't, don't. That should be kind of the golden rule. But what happens if you get in a situation 
where say there's somebody that you really love, you know, say you have a family member, your mom or your sibling, just someone who's really important to you and they want you to change or they are talking to you, you know, about some aspect of your behavior, maybe. Like, let's just say an excuse. Like, maybe you like to watch five hours of TV every single day. Maybe that makes you really happy. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying, hey, that's what you like to do. But your family or your mom or whatever, they don't like that about you. And they'll say, hey, don't do this. It's not good for you. I don't like that you do it. You know, what happens if you come to something like that, where somebody that you love, that you really respect, is wanting you to change something that you like to do? And I mean, that doesn't hurt anybody, right? Watch all the TV that you want. I think in that situation, compromise is very important, especially if you live with those people, right? Like if you live with those people and see them every day and they come to you and say, we don't want you watching five hours of TV, it's impacting our lives and your life and we have worries about your health. Okay, so in that situation, I would go, all right, I hear you. Here's three things that I absolutely want to watch. It's going to take me two and a half hours to watch that. And then I will not watch the other two and a half hours of like garbage television that I was probably watching <laughs> per day. And like, if you can come to that kind of a compromise, like I think that that's the way to handle that because them asking you to completely change is slightly unfair, but you completely ignoring their concerns is also slightly unfair. So let's meet somewhere in the middle and you know, mm-hmm. right. So kind of on the opposite end of that, I was just thinking about, myself and what I do and if somebody likes doing like this is just kind of how I go through life if somebody likes doing something let's say watching five hours of tv every single day and it's not hurting anybody and I I can't really see a world I guess where that would hurt somebody like somebody else i mean like you know maybe if you aside from like actively annoy uh, uh, ignore sorry aside from actively ignoring responsibility or like not feeding your child or your pets or whatever because you were watching your five hours of tv aside from that kind of a scenario it doesn't really hurt anyone Right. And I guess, you know, like if it's like, say, your boyfriend or your partner or something and you want to spend time with them and all they do is just sit in front of the TV watching whatever they want to do, I guess in that way that it can hurt, like it can cause friction. But what I'm trying to say is that I think people should live their life more where if somebody's doing something and it doesn't affect you and it doesn't hurt anybody, let them do it, you know, like let them have that. I think that society, people, like, often try to change other people when really there's no reason to. It's just something that they have in their minds, like, this isn't good to do, I want you to change it, but there's actually no reason, and it's not harming anybody. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I was kind of thinking, like, yeah, like, honestly, because it's like a live and let live scenario. It's, again preschool Emily we all need to learn from her I was very much just focused on my own thing like focus on your own life live your own life in a way that makes you happy and and I I know like from experience that there are like people who like say you're in like a quilting group 
on Facebook or whatever. And quilting. Your quilting yeah, nice. yeah, quilting. And your <laughs> quilting group is like, you know, doing really well and like whatever. And you notice someone else's quilting group isn't posting as much or like is posting like worse pictures or like whatever. It's You don't need to take it upon yourself to go in and fix that group's problems. You could offer advice, but you don't need to like go in and get involved. Like your stuff is doing well. You need to work on that. And just let them live their lives. Maybe they're happy with that. Maybe they like their crappy quilts. Like, who knows? But, like, that's kind of my whole thing. Like, and I know that there are people out there who would, like, insert themselves into that situation and be like, I can show you a better way to do your quilting website. I can come on here and you should be doing this and you should be posting this and you should be, like, whatever. And they that's unsolicited. They did not want that advice. They did not want you to get involved in their crap. And so you're just, like, pushing your personal views on what a quilting website should be on those people. And, I mean, that can apply to anything, right? Like, politics, religion, whatever. When you take your view and you impose it onto someone else and say, this is what you should be doing and you're doing it wrong, that's not your business. Mm -hmm. Slow your roll, back it up, and keep yourself on your own track with your own quilting website. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, what I... What I think is one of the most harmful things that that happens in society is shame. Like when people are have shame, that is one of the things that hurts people the most. And how do people get shame? A lot of that often comes from them thinking that they need to be different from how they are, right? And that comes because a lot of people take it upon themselves to just insert all these opinions on people, telling them to change, telling them to do different things or act a different way or they're not doing something right. And all that that does is give them shame, you know, and make them feel guilty every time they're doing something that they like. And we can't do that to people. We can't live in a society like that. Like we need to learn not to impose this. And this is also why I think that I, because even though my parents were different from me growing up, even though, you know, we were best friends with Brie and she was way more outgoing than us, even though we had these differences, there was no shaming for it. You know, it was letting people be who they are. So that is kind of like the the opposite end of the spectrum and this discussion is should you change or should you not change but oppositely like if you're a person seeing somebody else you should not force that person to change or not force that people that somebody to be who they're not and i think like not that long ago probably while i was in university with you guys i kind of made a decision in my life and i literally think i say it out loud sometimes to just like call myself on it when i am feeling shame from someone else's choices like or someone else's opinion that they're putting on me and like i'll hear criticism or like whatever and i'll sit with it for a minute and be like am i feeling upset about that in like a shameful way and like i'm feeling scolded or like i'm doing something wrong and i like to say like no shame and like just kind of brush it off because if I am super content in what I am doing and how I am acting and who I am being, then I can just let that go. And I can say, oh, no shame. Like, whatever. I'm going to own it. No shame. And then I like do that. And so I, that's really helped me like in my lifespan, <laughs> just get past those situations where I question myself. And then I kind of kick myself for questioning myself because I know that I'm happy with where I am and who I am. And so, yeah, that no shame, like, and actually just calling myself on it and being like, okay, well, whatever, no shame. 
cool <laughs> i actually have no shame surrounding that and i can let that go and it's been quite a helpful tool in my life yeah good no shame that is a good tool I think maybe we scratched the surface of this topic. I think that this is something you can dive really deep into. Um, but ultimately, should you change? Should you not change? Hey, it's up to you. At the end of the day, you have to like yourself. Like You are the person that you live with. You are in your head. You are coloring your own turtle. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I like that. So do what feels best. If you have somebody in your life that's pressuring you to change, you have to consider, you know, like, is this something that I should change? Like, is this something that would make me happy to change too? Or is this person just kind of imposing their judgments on my life? And this is where it gets hard, right? Because if it's somebody that you really respect and you really love and they're telling you to change something that like is... that opinion matters, yeah. Yeah, that opinion matters, it does, but also they need to be reasonable about it. Like, are they imposing a judgment on you? Let's just maybe say, like, I feel like sometimes when you know that you are a respected figure in someone's life, there can be an abuse of power when you're asking for someone to change something that maybe doesn't necessarily need to be changed. Yeah. If you have any thoughts on this, let us know. You can email us, mostlyawkwardpod at gmail.com. Maybe you have a really good example, too, of like, or like a really kind of philosophical fundamental question like hey if this happens should i change in this situation and we can take a look because we're open to change <laughs> and the world is not black and white so all right we will see you next week then bye see you later for listening if you're mostly awkward and want to hear more please listen rate review and follow all episodes of the mostly awkward podcast new ones come out every tuesday and they're available now for free on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you got questions or you want to chat you can email us at mostly at gmail.com or follow us on tiktok instagram and reddit at mostly awkward pod or twitter at mostly for a full list of episodes, more deets, or to see what's coming next, visit our website, MostlyAwkwardPod.com. This has been a presentation of Mostly Awkward Media. See, see you next week! week.